Hello, welcome to Cinemaniac Jack. I'm your host, Jack. Today's guest co-host is John. Hi, <laughs> hi everybody. Hello. Yeah. So basically, the gist of this show is that we talk about films that I love based on whatever the topic of the episode is, and then the first half of the show, I talk to my guest about whatever the topic is. So it's horror slash Halloween month on Cinemaniac Jack, and uh, since the first episode that we did for horror slash Halloween month was favorite villain, uh, I I figured it would be fitting to end it with uh, a favorite hero, and uh, so... The, today's topic is a horror film with a favorite hero, and the film I chose is The Evil Dead. Uh, but first, John is going to tell us some of his favorite horror film heroes. The first one I chose is Sidney Prescott from the Scream series. Now, Scream is about, like, this guy who, uh, like, usually dons this ghost face costume and basically terrorizes the town. Mm-hmm. And there's been, they're making a new Scream movie. I think that'll be five of them, I want to say. This will be the fifth one coming up. But I'm, a, I'm usually a fan of the Scream movies. I think the first, the first one was good, the second one was bad, the third one was good, the fourth one was bad. So we'll see if this uh, fifth movie will be any good. But I don't know, I just think she's, like, a compelling character. Because usually, like, in the horror movies, the woman's always, like, the damsel in distress, and she's, like, feckless and weak. Yeah. But I think Sydney's a badass in the movie. Yeah, she's a kind of... She doesn't take any Have shit you seen? from... Yeah, I've seen, oh, the, seen, I've seen the first one. I haven't seen any Oh, you gotta watch all one. of them. But yeah, she's, like, uh... She doesn't take shit from anybody. I love the scene where she punches Courtney Cox in the yeah. face. Um, and, uh... Yeah, she's a no-nonsense. Have you ever seen Courtney Cox's hair in the third Scream movie? No, it's I like haven't. A meme. Wait, can a you meme, show me this? Yeah, Courtney Cox Scream 3 hair. The bangs. It's horrible. Oh. <laughs> David Arquette takes blame for that awful haircut. But yeah, it was pretty bad. Gail Weathers, reporter. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Yeah, but basically, I don't know. I think Sydney is, like, um pretty badass in the movie. Yeah. She is. And that's why I like her. My second um, horror hero is Emily Blunt's character in the Quiet Place series. Now, mm-hmm. the whole premise of the Quiet Place is, like, if anybody makes any sound, then these, like, vultures swoop down and they, like, totally kill you and attack you mm-hmm. and stuff. So the whole movie, uh, the sound design was very unique because the movie was very quiet, obviously, because it's called The Quiet Place. And you could barely hear anything in the theater. I just remember all you heard watching the movie was the sound of popcorn being crunched under people's teeth. You couldn't even hear it, and the characters breathing because a lot of the dialogue was not spoken um, out loud mm-hmm. in a quiet place. And I, again, just like Sydney Prescott, I just think she's a compelling protagonist. I think a lot of times with horror, the characters are not super fleshed out, so it's always like a rarity when a character's fleshed out and they have like a backstory. Emily Blunt's character, she's a mother... She's a mom. One of her children gets killed by, like, the Quiet Place people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they swoop down and kill um, the baby at the beginning of the first one. And John Krasinski, of course, plays her husband in the in real life and in the movie. And he directed and kind of came up with the idea for the movies. I still haven't seen the second one, but I know it came out recently and it got good reviews. Yeah. What do you think makes her stand out from other heroes? And The fact the that she movies? has agency... And the fact that she's more fleshed out as a protagonist compared to other people where, like in this movie, almost a criticism of what we're going to talk about today, the characters only exist to be killed. The characters aren't given any agency. They're given no real backstory. The audience has to, I feel like, for a movie to be successful. Well, that's wrong. 
obviously there's plenty of movies that are successful without fleshing out their characters but for me I like to be able to really connect with a protagonist or connect with an antagonist to understand their motivations to understand what makes that character tick and I feel like horror doesn't do a good job of that sometimes but sometimes it does a very good no sometimes job sometimes yeah. it does a very good job but I mean for most of the time in slasher movies the whole purpose of the characters is just to get you know killed yeah so what was your next one my next one was um the character of um Chris in Get Out played by Daniel Kaluuya now would it be possible that you don't, don't spoil reveal it. any spoilers because yeah. I still want to watch that really bad. Chris and his girlfriend Rose go upstate to visit her parents at first, Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship, but as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries leads him to a truth he never could have imagined. Yeah, basically, without spoiling it, he goes to his girlfriend's house, it turns out that they want to kill him, and yeah. So what what makes him a unique horror I think the racial hero. element is what made that movie unique because you don't see a lot of like interracial couples in horror movies and yeah, I think true. and that, you don't see angle, a lot of you don't see a lot of black heroes either yeah you see him and Ma actually that. one example one really good example of uh, a black uh, hero and this was like really early on and uh, this was like really early on too it was uh, Night of the Living Dead had a black hero in it really? and this movie came out mind you this came out like in 67 68 oh, something like that so that's, that's like so ahead of that's so time. ahead of its time yeah and uh yeah pretty badass listen too. if i'm a casting director and octavia spencer wants to make ma 2 ma 3 ma 4 ma 5 ma, ma 6 ma 7 <laughs> ma 8 i will happily make as many ma movies as there are uh fast and furious happily <laughs> She's a protagonist in my eyes. I know we're talking about Get Out, but I can't really yeah. delve into Get Out if you haven't seen it. You really have to see it. Yeah. I have it over there somewhere. Oh, cool. Watch it if you want. Um, it's great. But yeah, my my next uh, option, mm-hmm. well, I don't know if you'd call her an anti-hero or a protagonist, rather, is um, the lead heroine, Florence Pugh, Danny from Midsummer, directed by Ari Aster. Now, basically... See, it's hard to delve into it without really spoiling it. She goes to Sweden with her boyfriend and his friends to accompany them on the trip. And then later she gets wrapped up in the Swedish midsummer culture and ends up putting her boyfriend in a bear suit and kills him by burning him to death in a temple. Mm-hmm. Is that a pretty good summing up? Yeah, it's a pretty good summary. <laughs> yeah, but I felt... I mean, the movie was pretty obvious to me. It's like, throughout the entire movie, she doesn't really belong because her sister parents... Her sister commits suicide by killing her parents and her. And the whole movie is basically about Danny finding um, a community. And unfortunately, the community she finds are a bunch of crazy Swedish people who uh, force the elderly people to jump off the mountain. Remember the Atastupa scene? Yeah. That, that was traumatizing, watching that in the movie theater. Seeing the old people just jumping off the mountain and hitting the rock. Brutal. Mm-hmm. Well, what... I'm really curious. What makes you think that she's a hero? Because I don't even know if I would it's consider not about, her a hero. The thing about hero is I don't view a hero in the traditional version of good versus evil. I think of hero as in she steers her own ship. She kind of commands her own story. So it's more of like a hero of her own journey. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, that I might guess be that kind of makes sense. No, but it's not. I don't view it as like good versus like she's fighting a force or anything. I just view it as she made the conscious decision to embrace the Swedish citizens of the Harga during the midsummer um, thing, and I feel like she was kind of deciding to ditch her boyfriend and embrace the yeah. Well, she kind cult. of embraced the Swedish cult. She kind of defeats her shitty boyfriend in the end. Well, she becomes like, the May Queen. She overcomes. She becomes the May Queen. Yeah, but like throughout the whole film, she's like, she's like fucking like what's the word I'm looking for? Histronic. No, like the worst movie. is when she walks in on her boyfriend fucking that other girl. That's horrible, and you just see her crying on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's an iconic film. You're good. I still see Halloween costumes based on the May Queen. It's always a popular thing now every year. Yeah. And all. My next hero. Do you want me to give yeah, one yeah. more? Mm-hmm. My next hero is Carrie from Carrie. And Sissy Spacek, of course, is an iconic actress. I love her, love her, love her so much. I've never ever seen a work of hers where I thought, oh, she didn't bring it. Like, she's an actress. Even like something that's not great like the straight story i didn't love that movie but she was mm-hmm. good in it oh I mean, yeah she was really she was good, good. i that. didn't love it especially when juxtaposed with david lynch's other work but i think she always brings it in every role and i think she's great and amazing and awesome and carrie i just feel so bad for carrie and a lot of people are horrified by carrie because i don't know maybe they just find it taboo i don't know but people are horrified by her as a character like how how could she kill everybody how could she get her revenge and they like poo poo on her parade but for but me is she like completely even aware of what she's doing i mean that's up to interpretation of course but to me i felt like you go girl like the entire time watching the movie i was like <laughs> you get her you kill your mother you set the school on fire you kill these people because I don't know, maybe it's just coming from my own place where I felt like I was bullied as a child and I felt like I was ostracized a little bit. So you kind of, watching the character, you almost inflict your own perverse desire to inflict harm on people. Does yeah. that make sense? It was almost kind of like... Tar- that makes me sound really fucking crazy to say that. No, but like, but, uh, the ending was almost kind of like Tarantino before Tarantino. Yeah, it was a little bit. Know? I mean, it, it just burned the whole place down, really. And just... Like, I she just kills I everybody. I couldn't stop smiling, though, when she killed everyone. Because a part of me was like, they fucking deserve it. Fuck them. Uh, like, a part of me felt, like, vindic- Like I felt, I felt angry on her behalf. Like, when they made fun of her for menstruating in the shower, I wanted to lunge for those girls. I felt so bad for Carrie in that moment. But the sad thing is, too, is that, like... She never had she... a chance growing up with that crazy-ass mother. She never had a chance. Yeah. And her mother was Catherine Martell. In Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. I always forget Fun that. Fun fact, yeah. Piper Laurie played yeah. the mother. who, And she was amazing as the mother. Oh, yeah. Carrie. Yeah, she was really good in that. Yeah. Well, Brian De Palma's always been kind of tacky a little bit. Like, he's just known for kind of being like a Hitchcockian copy whore a little bit. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I really love... Uh... Have you seen Sisters? He no, directed I that movie as well. Well, nope. Phantom of the Paradise, he did. Yeah, Phantom of the Paradise is great. He did Scarface, and those those are actually the i I think those are the only movies that I've seen by him. Carrie and oh, you Phantom gotta watch Paradise. Sister, Sister I've always Carrie. been wanting to watch um, what was the one with John Travolta? I forget what it was Saturday called. Saturday Night Fever, Scarface. <laughs> no, not Scarface. Mission John Impossible. Travolta. Oh, Blowout. Blowout. Yeah, I haven't seen that. 
Yeah. I can't take John Travolta seriously. I mean, other than Pulp... Oh, come on. He's no, a great other actor. Than, other than Pulp Fiction, I don't think he's a great actor. I just really? Find him, after that gaudy movie, I just think he's so mediocre. Okay, that was like one movie, and every oh, actor makes a bad do, film. Do you really believe every actor makes a bad film? Of course. You think so? Every great actor makes at least one bad film. You think so? Yes. I, now you I gotta, can't have a perfect I gotta think filmography. Of an, I gotta think of a perfect filmography now. I'm sure somebody out there has made a perfect filmography. I mean, somebody can have a really long... What about Tilda Swinton? I mean, I don't. I haven't seen I'm all. Sure, of our I'm movies. sure everything Tilda Swinton's been in has been marvelous, perfectly marvelous. Maybe, but I don't know. I haven't seen all of her movies, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But I'm sure she has at least one bad movie. Okay, I want to do one more quickly. One more protagonist. Okay. My last protagonist is Frankenfurter from the Rocky Horror Picker Show. No, no, Why? no, that does not. Yes, he is it not. Counts. Yes, it counts. Even in the cre- in the opening credits, it says Brad Majors in parentheses, oh, like hero. Oh, please. Give me a break. He is not yet, the hero of that story. In my version, he's the hero. I feel like the film goes a lot better if you interpret it as being Frankenfurter steering the ship of the movie. He steers the ship, but he's not the hero. I think he's the hero. Why don't you think he's the hero? He fucking rapes and murders and, like, eats people. <laughs> yeah, but you don't find that, like, he's such a boss. I don't know. I mean, he's a boss, but I'm just inspired by how much of a ship he runs. It's such a tight ship. Yeah. I don't know. I think of, I think of him as a hero because Brad is just so lame and Janet is so weak and Frank, I don't know. He accomplishes, like, real things. He revives Rocky... He gets with Brad. He gets with Janet. He the one thing that Frankenfurter did not do. If he was smart, you know what he would have done. He would have killed Magenta, and he would have killed Riffraff before they could have turned on him. Well, that's just it. He was so confident in his uh, hold Ego. over hold over them that he didn't ever consider that being a possibility. So, so you think that's his ultimate downfall? That's yeah. his ultimate. So I, maybe he's not a hero after all. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> See, but I think he's a hero. I don't know. I just like him a lot. I mean, I like him too, but I know that he's a villain, so... But, but you make him sound like a sadistic, evil... He like, is a horrible. sadistic, evil, horrible person. Yeah, but how can anybody... He has no he, regard... How can anybody... But he evil. has no regard for any other just person except for himself. No. No, I just... um, I don't know. I just think... I feel like Tim Curry wasn't menacing enough, because I just don't think of him as You don't evil. find him frightening at I all? I don't. I don't find him frightening. I find him actually fun. Like I would want to, especially be his, in the scene where I would want to be his friend. Meatloaf. Well, that's a little much. You know what? You know what scene freaks me out? The floor show scene. I get freaked out watching that. Yeah. And and the, yeah, the scene in the pool freaks me out. Yeah. Anyway. So Freddie, I just to... said that. I said that just because I knew it would outrage Jack. Because <laughs> Jack would be like, "He is not a hero. He's a villain. He rapes and kills. He's bad." Even though Jack, like, loves him. So, uh, ready to get into it? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So today we're talking about The Evil Dead. So The Evil Dead is a supernatural horror film released on October 15th, 1981. It was written and directed by Sam Raimi. It stars Bruce Campbell, Ellen Sandweiss, Richard DeManicor, Betsy Baker, and Teresa Tilly. The film is about five college students, Ash, played by Bruce Campbell, Cheryl, played by Ellen Sandweiss, Scott, played by Richard DeManicor, Linda, played by Betsy Baker, and Shelley, played by Teresa Tilly, who decide to stay in an abandoned old cabin for a vacation. 
On the first night there, the door to the cellar mysteriously opens up by itself, and the five go to investigate. While down there, they discover a tape recorder and the Book of the Dead. They discover the tape contains notes about the book read by an archaeologist who ends up reading one of the incantations that awakens evil spirits. Soon after, Cheryl becomes possessed and tells them that, and tells them that they will too. Now the group must fight to survive. Uh, so since the topic is a uh, favorite hero, the hero in this uh, instance would be Ash. And um, although what's interesting is that the Ash in this film isn't the Ash that we would all come to know and love. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have any one-liners or a chainsaw for a hand. Uh, and in, and in this film, you don't really expect him to be the last one standing. Cause he, he comes off as like pretty much as like a wimp throughout the whole thing. Like up until he's like the only one that's still alive. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know that it was your first time seeing it. What did you make of it? I liked it. I did not love it. Come juxtaposed with the previous film that we saw. Yeah. Obviously, they're two different things. You can't yeah. just, like, compare it and contrast. But I felt like, again, the characters weren't fleshed out enough for my liking, and I felt like it was almost a deficiency a little bit. I felt like the the effects were very good. I very much enjoyed the fake blood, the guts. I enjoyed the physical horror element of it. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like it gave me all the blood and death that I wanted. But I feel like in terms of characterization, I feel like the film suffered a little bit. Like, I, I just would have made more of, um, I don't know, I felt like I wanted to know the characters as people a little more. But the, but I'm not, like, the average moviegoer. What's I'm funny, at least in critical reception of this movie, it got positive reviews when it came out compared to what we saw last. Which did not, which got, like, critically panned. Which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Because I felt like the characters were more fleshed out in the other film than they were in this film. Yeah, and those characters aren't any, even really that fleshed out either. Yeah, I mean, maybe just horror movies aren't just fleshing out their characters, maybe, you know. Although you seem to think horror does do a lot of fleshing out of the characters. I mean, it... It, it depends. It either right? it does it or it doesn't, you know? I mean, I felt like I wasn't really rooting for anybody. That's and the I point. feel like, like I want to root for isn't, I wasn't movie... even rooting for Ash. I was just like, all of these people are stupid. See, I thought I thought there would be a more sexual element to the five of them because you have the three girls and the two boys, and I just felt like that was an odd pairing. I mean, you have Shaggy, Scooby, <laughs> no Shaggy, Fred, Velma, Daphne. There's only four, right? Are there five? In no. Evil Dead? No, in Scooby Doo. I think there's in, five. In, no, but in Evil Scooby. Dead, there's five. Evil Dead, there's yeah. five. But I just felt like, I don't know, like, it reminded me of It Follows a little bit, where, like, the way the, the virus spreads is you have sex with somebody, and then the um, virus comes to get you, or whatever. And I felt like, although, we should, we'll talk about that scene later, I don't want to talk about that right yeah. now. But yeah, I was very much impressed by the physical effects, and the violence of the movie. Is that the word you would use, physical? Yeah. yeah, I was very, like, like the blood, the guts, the horror, the horror, the horror. No, I was very impressed by that. But in terms of script and plot and characters, I was not super impressed. And I felt like the motivation wasn't there. Like, first of all, I wanted to know, like, I don't know. Am I wrong? Well, okay. So, see, to me, like, this, you don't go into this what, film. What is it about this film that resonates so strongly with you is what I want to know. Why does this film make you tick? I really like this film because I find it 
Well, because you have to remember, too... Well, okay, so this is Sam Raimi's first film. And this was Sam Raimi before he became Sam Raimi. You know, the one that did the Spider-Man films and all that stuff. And I just really admire how, like, they were just, like, a bunch of kids, like, that just raised a bunch of money just to, like, make this film and, like... You know, they weren't, like, these big-shot filmmakers yet. Like, they were, you know, they, and they just went in there, and they did it, and they did such a good job. And it was really creative and pretty original for its time. And, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, I really admire it for that. You know, it really, it, 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 it really inspires you to kind of, like, it's one of those movies that, like, when you, when you find out the backstory of it a little bit more, it really, like, inspires you to kind of, it makes you want to go out and make, like, your own, like, Evil Dead. You know what I mean? Well, there's another, there's a fifth Evil Dead movie coming out next year on HBO. Oh, wow, holy on, shit, On really? HBO Max, yeah. Is Bruce Campbell going to be in it? Uh, no. Okay. No, no, no. So I think it's, like, unrelated and all. No, you definitely see the raw energy of this movie. Oh, this though. movie is, like, balls to the wall uh, raw. Yeah, definitely. Know? It's definitely, like, unrefined a little bit. Which I appreciate. I appreciate the fact that it's not, like, overly commercialized. I just can't picture, like, a studio watching that film and being like, oh, oh well, there was, like, let's no, mass market this. There was no studio well, influence on this yeah, film no, at all. Not. It, no, but it's so I mean, DIY, and, like, I love it's very it, DIY. you know? I don't think a studio would let you put a scene with a tree raping a woman. Yeah. Though. Like, that scene, I was very, that's the scene where the movie, it didn't win me over. But I felt like, whoa, like I really started paying attention because you don't see that every day. Yeah, I mean, that is that is one thing about the movie that I don't really like. Like, I don't think that that scene has aged well at all. You don't um, think it added anything? Not really. I mean, like, I get why they did it. Like, they were trying to be, again, they were trying well, to, like, up shocking. the shock factor. But it's interesting because even, I think Raimi himself kind of said that he kind of regretted putting... That scene. That scene in there. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I don't know. And I and I remember too, um the actress who played Cheryl. Ellen Sandweiss like said herself she was like I saw one interview of her where she was like, When I first saw that scene I just wanted to like crawl away. Oh my god. She said, I yeah. Mean, yeah, it's horrible. I mean it is terrifying though. I, I'd imagine a lot of women watching that scene would just be horrified watching it. I mean it was certainly not easy to watch. You know? Yeah, it's not. Um, uh, the screen. But going back to a more lighter note, one of the things that I really love about this film, too, is that, like, it's, like, it is, like, a really s- scary film, but it's also very, like, it's unintentionally, like, funny as well. Like, it doesn't really mean to be well, funny, but the it is funny. dialogue clunky, though. Yeah, it's so clunky, and it's so, like b-movie-ish but it's 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 you know that's like what's so great about it you know it's such good horror corn you know and i and it's funny because like you were talking about how like you were comparing the characters to like the scooby-doo characters before and i and i told you after we watched the movie that edgar wright actually once called it the greatest episode of scooby-doo ever made oh my god was which is such a a uh, clever comparison to me because it is kind of like an episode of Scooby Doo a little funny, bit, but all like with three Evil Dead movies got good reviews. 
Yeah. Like, the critical reception has been pretty good for all three, which is a rarity, I feel like, in a trilogy. Because usually, like, one is shitty or... Two no, like, shitty. usually, like, the first one is the one that's, like... The best. The game changer and, like... Then the second one and then it, And then everything else sucks. Yeah. Although Alien 2 is good. Yeah. I love the philosophical Preference. debates we got into while watching it. Like, if, if our friends were possessed by this demon, like, would, could you kill them right then and there? Yeah. I don't know what I would do. I mean, I don't know. That's what I kept thinking watching it, because Ash had to make life or death decisions. Like, does he kill his sister? Does he kill his girlfriend? Does he kill his friends? I don't know. What did, did you think about that angle at all while watching it or not really? You were kind of just like, kill them. Yeah. No, I mean, like, you want them to kill them. Like, you're kind of like that, like, in that one scene where Ash is just, like, frozen in the corner when Shelly becomes possessed, and then Scotty's like, kill her, kill her! And then he just takes the axe from him and just starts, like, hacking her up. Death. Oh, yeah, by the way, Scotty's, like, such an asshole, by the way. Scotty, why did He's you such want comically, Scotty an asshole? Just, like, comically, in a, like, the biggest asshole. I felt like I just had so many questions. I was like, A, why are all these five people, how do they all know each other? B... Well, they're college No, friends. but it's like, why are they going to this cabin? C, are they going to have a gangbang? D, like, no, but these were the questions that were popping into my mind. See, I thought, my angle, I thought they were all going to, like, have sex with each other, and then the spirit would be released that way. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be similar to It Before, Follows. like, the part where they find the cellar, like, you Yeah, thought, that would have been more, so that would have been more creative. Could you imagine? <laughs> the five of them just have a fivesome, and just then all the of a sudden they start taking off their clothes, late. and they just start... Fucking no, but other. sex is used a lot in horror movies to yeah. like release the evil. Because for some reason, evil is associated with sex in the mind. Yeah, well, that's directors. well in the horror films, it's like whoever has sex has to die. Yeah, so. that's always it. Like in Friday the Thirteenth yeah. and Final, or just any slasher film ever. Yeah, slasher films. Yeah, this was a total slasher film. I appreciated the blood. I felt like it wasn't too little. It wasn't too much blood. It was like the perfect amount of blood. There's like so much blood in this I know. movie. There's so much. Did you hear Sam Raimi, um, I was reading on Wikipedia, he loved to torture his actors. Like, they would shoot in, like, sub-freezing temperatures, and one of the actors, I forget, one of them got injured, so Sam Raimi took, like, a stick and started poking his injury with it. Oh, really? Like, physically, like, abusing the Which actor was it? I don't know which one. I'm looking it on Wikipedia right now. Well, there were, like, so many instances where, like, they did a lot of, like... No, Raimi enjoyed torturing his actors. He believed that to capture pain and anger, he would have to abuse them a little bit. So he, he went says, the Kubrick route. If everyone was in extreme pain and misery, it would translate into a horror. While shooting a scene with Campbell running down a hill, Campbell tripped and injured his leg. Raimi enjoyed poking Campbell's injury with a stick he found in the woods. Oh my god, could you imagine you're an actor, you have like a big gash on your leg, and you're, the director's just like stabbing it? Well, also, uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were, uh, they were childhood friends, so... Oh. It's a, well, the dynamic a little there's different. a little bit. I different. guess the dynamic there's a little different, but that's still fucked up. I mean, actually, I I, I, fucked up. I saw an interview before we did this. I I I saw an interview that Bruce Campbell did, where he said that when they were kids, him and Sam Raimi, uh, they used to like be magicians, and they would go over to people's houses and like perform for for them. And he said. Like, at one point, Sam would, like, take, like, a stick out or something and, like, hit him with it. The fuck? And everybody, he was, like, he he always liked how he would get the audience to enjoy my pain. And I, we've been doing that together ever since. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Which I thought was a funny uh, that is funny. comparison to make. 
Oh, you know which scene was really bad? The scene where I actually cringe. Not bad because it was a good scene, but I just found it cringy. The pencil. Oh, that yeah. scene with the pencil. Oh, that, oh that scene is so I feel bad. it. I can yeah. just picture the pencil going into the skin and the blood and the guts. Yeah, and, the... and that was like a rubber leg, oh, I think. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah. Ugh. That's one of those scenes that people always talk about. Yeah, fuck Linda, though. Linda sucks. He should have. <laughs> they buried, all suck. He should have buried for... that bitch alive. <laughs> I mean, he did, right? Yeah. Well, eventually. Well, he tried to, and then she came up and started. Trying yeah. to kill him. Frickin' Cheryl. Going yeah. cray-cray. Yeah. God. What was that favorite line that I know you had? He's like, her eyes. Yeah. What is, what's happened to her eyes? Yeah. <laughs> that was it's funny. A, it's such a, it's such such a B-movie movie line. line. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny because it's like, her eyes, what about everything else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, her eyes, what happened to her eyes? And I'm just like, dude, this bitch has turned into a demon. Oh my god. Yeah, the script writing was not the forte of um, Sam Raimi, who wrote this film and directed this film. You could tell he prioritized certain elements of the piece. like the But violence. again, it is, it's the campiness that makes it what it is. You That's know true. What I mean? like, maybe my expectations were different. You don't go into this But movie. I expected a real horror movie. Like Maybe it's because I didn't do my own research. When you said Evil Dead, I thought, oh, this is going to have real acting. The characters are going to be <laughs> fleshed out. And like, I wasn't expecting like a B-movie blood fest. And what I got was a B-movie blood fest. So part of it, I feel like, is my expectations were too different, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. The horror. Yeah, the the bloody pencil is still stuck in my mind a little bit. Yeah. That's not good. The funny thing that I find about these horror movies too is like, why would anybody want to spend their vacation in an old habit? Right, my like, idea of hell. <laughs> no way. I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. That's a no for me, dog. Like in the winter? Like, no. Well, Although, some, is it supposed some, to be the winter? Well, some people get off on going into nature. I mean, just ask all the Boy Scouts. See, I thought I thought they were all going to have sex. I was very surprised. Well, they all did pot behind the scenes. Oh, they, oh did they? Yeah, well, it was funny because they all decided, like, oh, to make it more realistic, why don't we all just do pot? And then they filmed it, and then it was, like, a total disaster. Like, they were just falling <laughs> all over the place funny. and laughing. Well, that's and what so they happened. they cut it out and then they just had to redo it eventually. But oh my god! But yeah, I again I love a lot of the techniques that they use in the film. Like, uh, there's like a lot of unique shots that are done, like I like the fast uh, POV shot of the evil spirit like going through the woods, and um, I also really this time around I really liked that shot of uh, which I completely forgot about, but it's the shot of when ash is entering the cellar for the first time and it does this thing where it's like it starts out with like a normal kind of uh you know view of him and then it goes like over his head and as he's like walking further down and then it and faces his back so i wonder what this movie would have been like in the hands of a more i don't want to say the word competent but like a different director it wouldn't have been good. You don't think it would have been good? <laughs> this movie good. had to be what it had to be. It had to be a raw B-movie Like, work. if you, like, if, like, for example, like, if you took something like The Room and you gave it to a competent director, it would not, director? Director? It, it wouldn't oh, work. So it true. wouldn't be what it is. You Lisa, know? you are tearing me apart. Yeah, I know. 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 Yeah, I know.
Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> it would just be another boring drama, but it's true. It's the bizarreness of Tommy Wiseau that makes it what it is. I guess. You know, you know I, I, I unironically like The Room. Like, a lot of people really don't like The Room because they think it's horrible, but I genuinely like... No, but lots of people love The Room. I mean, though. I love The Room for what it is, but I want to show my parents The Room one day. Good luck. I don't think they'll <laughs> like it. Yeah. But how did you go from making, like, B-movie horror movies to, like, Spider-Man? Like, I want to know, how to, how does one go from making these indie, like, DIY you, horror movies to a big-budget superhero film? You, and Spider-Man really put superhero movies on the block, I feel like, on the map in the 2000s. Yeah, well, it started it. it I thought X-Men too. started it, no? Well, it's like, The Dark Knight is really, like, what pushed us into, like, the new age of uh, superhero films. But, yeah, like... The Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi Spider-Man films kind of helped go into that direction eventually. Like, nowadays, it's like, I feel like there's so many superhero movies all the time. It's almost overwhelming to keep up with them. Do you think that the horror market has been oversaturated the way that the superhero market has? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. The last horror know. movie we saw was uh, Gretel and Hansel, the art house take on Hansel and Gretel and what was amazing the movie itself was just okay but the score was very good I remember yeah the that. score was really good but it's like the world doesn't need like an art house Hansel and Gretel you know the world needs more like DIY art that is one thing about this movie that I really do admire like I feel like like you wouldn't see a movie like this anymore like I kind of miss well, films no, that were studios grubby miss, little hands would be all on top of I this. miss films that were made like this where they were so DIY and like raw original and it's like you don't see those anymore you don't see these like evil dead type films and I would love to see that no but to answer your question before like how does somebody like Sam Raimi go from making this to making Spider-Man it's like easy like he makes a huge fucking hit with evil dead and then, you know, he gets his foot in the door and then people want be like, hey, you want to make Spider-Man? And he says, yeah, but it is really funny that he would that he would go on to do that. Yeah, it's weird. It's but like the, the last thing you would expect. Yeah. But it would it, be but, like David Lynch filming Star Wars. But yes and no, because like, yes and no, though, because like Evil Dead is very campy, but so are the Spider-Man films. They're very campy, yeah. too. So they kind of share that. And what's funny, too, is that, like, there's actually a scene in Spider-Man 2 that is so Evil Dead. Which it's, scene? It's really hilarious. It's the scene where, um, where Doc Ock, uh, where they're trying to perform the surgery on him, and then he goes apeshit, and he kills all the doctors in the room. Like, just, like, the way, like, everything is shot, and, like, the... I think there's actually, like, a literal, like, chainsaw at one point being used in the scene. It's so funny. It's so Evil Dead. Yeah, and it even has like the the one of the tentacles. Like you see the v, uh the POV of the one of the tentacles, and that's so like the like the evil spirit in the forest. And I saw thing. a GIF from that movie. It's GIF or GIF. I think I it's, it's GIF. A, I saw a GIF of that movie where it says, "Oh, I forget the context the GIF was used, but it was the GIF of Aunt May praying, and right as she's praying, there's like a huge fiery <laughs> explosion, and she gets like thrown. Oh my god." Yeah, I'll always be nostalgic for the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man days. Rumor is he's going to be in the new one. The new yeah, Tom I heard Holland. that too. I'm excited for that. But we will see what happens with that. 
But yeah. yeah, it is amazing the career of certain directors, the trajectory. I'm just interested, like, what would make... I'm sure Sam Raimi would want to do something super commercial. But Evil Dead, I'm sure after Evil Dead, it put his name on the map. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was very... Um, this movie was very big uh, critically. And uh, it actually went on to being one of the... Um, Cause there was it 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 ended up being banned, I think in certain countries, and they were it was like thrown in with the with these like list of videos called like video nasties. What? Because what happened was was that it got th- this these this was one of those like films that got like really popular like on like home video. Okay. When the whole home video thing started happening, and it started. Uh, it got uh, logged into these uh, movies called Video Nasties, which these other, somehow these, it had something to do with, because uh, these movies were being banned like in other countries, and then I guess the press called them like Video Nasties or something Britain. like that. Yeah. What are some of the other movies on the Brit- on the Video Nasty list? I'm very cur- curious. This is Friday the 13th, Suspiria, Street Killers... Uh, a lot of these movies I don't know. A Clockwork Orange, The Exorcist, of course. So basically anything good has been banned <laughs> by these people. I, th- yeah. I just think it's so stupid. Like, this is my thing. If you don't want your kids to watch it, like, don't parent your kids by placing them in front of a TV. Like, that's that's my ultimate answer. The kids are going to find what they're going to find. If somebody wants to watch illegal material, they're going to find a way to do it, you know? So, yeah. like, if you don't want your kids to be exposed to, like, violent video games or violent movies, then don't expose them <laughs> to it. I don't know. I just don't I just don't agree we should ban things like that. I don't know. But that's, like, a larger Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it, but I also don't know You think there should be a rating it, system, so. though. You well, believe yeah, in rated yeah. R films. I mean, yeah. Would you classify this as rated R? Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> You mean the tree rape scene didn't give anything away? And the blood and guts and everything. I I, I use that word, those words together, blood and guts. Blood For some and guts. Reason, they go don't together, a lot of people though. say blood and guts? Do they? Is that like a thing? Yeah, I thought that was a thing. Is, is our blood and guts the new peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would be interested to see Evil Dead 2 and see the progression of this movie to the next We should movie. definitely go and, like, watch the other films, too, because there was a remake that was done... Uh, a couple of years ago and that got good reviews too actually i've never seen it i've always wanted to watch it and apparently it's really good too is it yeah and it was produced by um it was produced by sam raimi and bruce campbell i think so they had they had a lot of input into the remake i think oh it got 63 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Was it directed by... Oh, it wasn't directed by Sam Raimi. It was produced by him, though. I mean, Sam Raimi's only 62. He has another uh, few years left, I think. Well, I mean, how old is, like, somebody like Ridley Scott? I mean, he's, Ridley like, in his, Scott he's has, in his 70s, right? Ridley Scott has a new movie. He has two and new he's movies. Making, he makes he's movies all the time. Oh, holy shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, he has the Gucci movie coming out. And uh, the the Last Duel. Yeah, The Last Duel and House of Gucci. Uh, this year. And he had Alien Covenant in 2017 and All the Money in the World. So he was still making movies as recent as, like, a few years ago. Ridley yeah. Scott. Is he, like, the oldest director still making films? I don't know. I have no idea. 
Well, I wonder when Spielberg's just going to be like, oh, I'm done desecrating classics. No more. Fucking West Side Story. Like, when is West Side Story coming uh, out? A few weeks. Oh, really? Few, yeah, like two months. I just wow. don't think you should mess with perfection. Like, don't mess with the Mona Lisa, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, why, because of the commercialist age we live in, nobody can ever leave well enough alone. It would be like somebody remaking, I don't know, The Wizard of Oz again. I'm sure that's already been done. I mean, technically like, people have... I mean, people have made other movies based around... Oz, but I don't think anybody's actually made a full up a full on remake of that movie, or like a full on remake of I don't know. Sam Raimi actually directed uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, did he? Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it would be like if someone made um a remake of Citizen Kane, or a remake of Vertigo. Although Psycho, there was a remake of Psycho, which wasn't very good. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just don't think you should mess with, like, things that are already good. It's different if they want to do an Evil Dead soft reboot, because at least Sam Raimi's giving his blessing to it because he's producing it. Yeah. You know, but I would if I were him, I'd be, like, annoyed. Well, I'm sure they couldn't make a, a movie without his rights. Like, he would have to sign off on it. Yeah. Anything, since it's his baby, you know, it's his franchise and all. Yeah. I mean, I've... Well, we live in the reboot redo era i feel like everything nowadays is a reboot or a sequel it's so hard because studios don't want to take a chance on original ideas anymore and i think it's always rare at least in horror when you see an original horror movie come out that's why i was so impressed by ma and i was so impressed by um what's the movie with um joel edgerton um what about the guy sorry that's not very good um no joel edgerton i'm looking for the movie What's it called? It was called The Gift. The Gift. I was so impressed by Ma and The Gift in terms of, and Orphan, in terms of recent horror movies, where I felt like they brought an original idea. Because there's only so many times you can see people hacked to death. There's only so many times you can see the same tropes over and over. I don't know, what, uh, like, in Midsummer, Hereditary. Like, do you think that horror has done a good enough job in, like, differentiating? Recently? Yeah, recently. Do you feel like enough original ideas have been coming to the surface, or do you think studios veto a lot of original ideas in favor of these slasher flicks? Actually, I think in recent years we've hit like another like horror boom, actually. I think a oh, lot good. of new great horror films have been coming out in the past few years. Uh, what happened on Monday? Would you classify that as a horror no, that's like thriller. a science fiction thriller. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's why those freaking Final Destination movies are so popular, where everybody <laughs> dies. Same thing with Friday the 13th and Halloween has its millionth sequel, and um, what other franchises have they beaten to death? Uh, do we say Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, there's been a few of those, right? Yeah. Oh, never mind, it's not horror. I don't want to bring it up. Did you see the trailer for the new Home Alone? No, I didn't. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, I just want to die. Yeah, I don't even want to. I want to, like, crrawl into a ball and just scream at Disney. I don't even want to, like, want to Like, don't desecrate. That. That's exactly what I mean. Don't fuck with the classics. If I were Macaulay, I would be so pissed. I'd be so mad. Oh, yeah, that's another... Oh, yeah, I remember what I wanted to say now. No, but, like, I've said in the past, like, as long as, like... Like, remaking is fine as long as you do something new with the... That's where the, the Suspiria remake yeah. succeeded. That, like that, 
like the like the move like movies like Suspiria and the Thing are like perfect examples of like remakes done right. You know. What so, was the thing a remake of? The thing from another world. When did that movie come that out? That came out like wh- like in the fifties. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then John Carpenter remade it in the eighties with, you know, what like what we saw uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, you have to do something new because otherwise you're just regurgitating the old. And I just don't think that's very interesting. That's why all these movies get greenlit all the time. These dumb movies where studios will throw gazillions of dollars to make, I don't know, what's something stupid? Uh, What's the Adam Sandler movie? Grown Ups. Grown Ups (laughs) 2. Grown Ups 3. Grown Ups is always on TV. And every time it's on TV, my dad's always watching it. And I'm just like, please, my brain cells cannot die (laughs) anymore watching this fucking movie. I'm sorry. My my acid tongue is really corroding your podcast. You always get really angry whenever you're on my podcast. No, I'm not angry. It's just usually because I'm teaching all day and I'm tired. But I like doing this. You know, I like like shooting the shit about our cinema. Don't watch Grown Ups. It's horrible. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't want to. Um, Billy Madison. Billy Madison <laughs> was good, though. I was on TV the other day. Yeah. You can do it all night long. Wait, is that from Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore? See, it, all those Adam Sandler movies, they've kind of just fused together like into a giant monster. Where I kind of can't <laughs> tell them apart. Like, I'll mix up quotes from Never Been Kissed. I'll mix up quotes from... Wait, that's that's Drew Barrymore. That's not even Adam Sandler. I'll mix up <laughs> quotes from Never Been Kissed, The Wedding Singer. Like, that. Like there should be a genre. Like, what genre do we call those movies? Adam Sandler movies. Sandler and Happy Madison. Yeah, Happy Madison Productions. All those movies are kind of mixed in my head. Yeah. Although The Wedding Singer always makes me smile. Yeah, no, that's like the only movie I think I like. I know. With him in it. He was great in Uncut Gems. You really got to watch it. Yeah, I have to see that. Yeah, He was stupendous. Yeah. Uh, Well, this has been Cinemaniac Jack. I'm your host, Jack. Uh, Today's guest co-host was John. Bye now. Yeah. Uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> see you later. See you next time. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs>